From the brains behind Brains On, it's Smash Boom Best. The show for people with big opinions. Hi, I'm Molly Bloom, and this is Smash Boom Best, the show where we take two things, smash them together, and ask you to decide which one is best. We hope you're hungry, because we're serving up two eclectic eats in today's bouncy battle. In one corner, it's the dessert that dances, cello. And in the other, that salty ham in a can, spam. Which bizarre bite will win this smash boom battle? Hard to say, but lucky for us, we've got Oscar from Minneapolis here to help us choose a wiggly jiggly winner. Hi, Oscar. Hi. So, Oscar, when I say Jello, what comes to mind? Well, I, I have very mixed feelings with Jello. You know, there's a lot of positive experiences, the texture, very interesting, a lot of good flavors, but it can very easily go wrong. You know, that skin on the edges, ugh. Disgusting. So mixed <laughs> mixed emotions. And what about spam? What comes to mind there? <sighs> spam, spam, I feel it's it's more foreign to me, you know. Spam is spam is something out there, not really in my realm. So so I'm more I'm more open to new experiences regarding spam. Have you tried it before? You know, I don't know if I have. Okay, so we have a blank slate to work with. Let's meet our debaters. Here to defend Jello, it's audio producer extraordinaire Tracy Mumford. Hi, Tracy. Jello, Jello. <laughs> so, Tracy, in a single sentence, why is Jello cooler than spam? Jello is a scientific marvel that brought dessert for the whole world. Excellent. And here to represent spam, it's cookbook and children's book author, New York Times columnist and restaurateur, Kenji Lopez-Alt. Hi, Kenji. Spam, spam. <laughs> Didn't sound as catchy, huh? I think I'm going to answer the phone like that from now on. <laughs> spam. In one sentence, why is spam the smash boom best? Oh, uh, spam is delicious. It lasts forever. It comes in 12 flavors. It's got a full 57% of your recommended daily allowance of sodium, which is great if you suffer from hyponatremia, um, and it can technically be a very small part of a balanced breakfast, lunch, or dinner. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's review the rules of the game. Round one is the Declaration of Greatness, where our debaters will present fact-filled arguments in favor of their side. They'll also each get 30 seconds to rebut their opponent's statement. Then we've got the Micro Round, where each team will respond to a creative assignment they received in advance. Round three is the Sneak Attack, a surprise challenge debaters will respond to on the spot. And to wrap it all up, we've got the Final Six, where each team will have just six words to sum up the glory of their side. Our judge, Oscar will award two points in the first round, one for his favorite rebuttal and one for his preferred declaration, and then he'll award one point in each round after that, but he'll keep his decisions top secret until the end of the debate. Listeners, we want you to judge too. Mark down your points as you listen. At the end of the show, head to our website, smashboom.org, and vote for whichever team you think won. Everybody, are you ready? Ready. ready. Let's wiggle. Then it's time for the... Declaration of Greatness. Our debaters will present the most fascinating facts and awesome arguments in favor of their side. We flipped a coin, and Tracy, you're up first. I hope you're ready for this jelly. Let's hear your Declaration of Greatness for Jello. Okay, take a walk with me. A time walk. It's the 1800s. People are riding horses to get anywhere. There's no refrigerators, no freezers, no electricity, no nothing. 
and you're standing there on a super dusty street and it's hot out and you're thinking, gosh, I just want some jello. Excuse me, sir. Where can I get a fruity flavored jiggly wiggly delight of a dessert? I'm so sorry, strange person, but are you filthy rich? Fair point, fair point. Because that's what it would have taken to get a gelatin dessert if we were in the past. Jello is a spin on the word gelatin. It's that special substance that gives desserts that jiggly, see-through texture. It's a protein that comes from different parts of animals. And when it's melted in hot water and then cooled, it makes a colloid, which is a liquid suspended in a solid. That sounds like magic. Tastes like it too. And if you wanted to have that in the 1800s, you would need some cow legs or the bladder of a fish, a big old pot to boil all of that in, a strainer, all of your own spices and flavors, a whole day to cook and then let it set, and servants who would have done all that work for you. So yeah, you would have to be super wealthy. Alas, for the rest of us, gelatin desserts are wildly out of reach. Luckily, in the 1800s, a bunch of inventors started experimenting with how to make a cheaper gelatin. And I'm not going to lie, the first gelatin you could buy, it did not really taste good. But weirdly enough, it made a great glue. Then came Pearl Waite and his wife, May. Pearl decided to add strong, delicious flavors and colors to this kind of not-great ready-made gelatin. There was raspberry and lemon and orange and strawberry. Sound familiar? May called this tasty new creation Jello. They sold their invention to another company, and things took off, thanks to some genius marketing. They had people go house to house all over the country, putting a bunch of recipes under everybody's door. So imagine waking up and seeing this pamphlet promising all these delicious desserts that you can make, and all you need to do is go to the grocery store and get this one magical new product, Jell-O. This is like making you crave Jell-O by spamming you with a bunch of delicious pictures on Instagram. Oh, Sorry, did I say spam? Anyway, this is why I love Jell-O. It took this fancy, schmancy dessert that all of us could only dream about and brought it to the people. I also love Jell-O because it encourages experimentation. In 1906, there was chocolate-flavored Jell-O. I cannot really imagine wiggly jiggly see-through chocolate, but by golly, they tried. Jell-O also encourages other people to experiment. Here are some of my favorite foods that I have seen in Jell-O recipes. Almonds. Nuts in your Jell-O? Sure. Love a crunch. Marshmallows? Definitely. Why not? Pineapple? Toss it in there. The more fruit, the better. Onions in Jell-O? Okay, that's like... A little on the edge for me. Mayonnaise, I would try it. Uh, Olives, okay, kind of a salty sweet thing. And uh, tuna. 
tuna in your jello. You know what? Even if I personally am not snarfing up tuna and lime jello for lunch, I love that jello is a blank canvas for people to experiment with. If you're in the Midwest, we even call it a salad. Jello basically screams, I can do and be anything. And I mean really anything. Here are some of Jell-O's other uses. You know the rainbow-colored horses in The Wizard of Oz? I've never seen a horse like that before. They are covered in Jell-O powder of different flavors to get that rainbow look. Chimpanzees in the zoo love to eat Jell-O. They've got great taste, so it's also a zoo food. People wrestle in Jell-O. Imagine the squish. And, and I should not be telling you this, you can use Jell-O to dye your hair. There are definitely less messy ways, but people do it. Ask your parents first. Basically, Jell-O brings the rainbow everywhere it goes, from your house to famous movies to punk rock hair to the zoo to the swimming pool, where you would need about 700 gallons of Jell-O. But just imagine you're back on that street in the 1800s with a hankering for a fruity cup of jello, and a stranger passes you by, and you want to grab them and yell at them and say, Wait for the future! Jello is coming! It wiggles, it jiggles, it tastes delicious, it brings dessert for everybody instead of just the rich. Sounds like a bright and glorious future indeed. And wait till you see what it can do to your hair. Jello wiggling its way into our hearts and onto our heads. Oscar, what did you think about Tracy's Declaration of Greatness? I really like it. I had no idea there were non-food uses for Jello. I love that. And I also love the whole thing about, like, it's been brought from, from the higher classes down for everyone. I, I, I liked it quite a bit. Good, good start for Jello. Well, Kenji, it's time for your <laughs> rebuttal. You've got 30 seconds to get spammy with it, and your time starts now. All right, you want to talk about how diverse Jello is? Well, spam has got to be, you can grill it, you can saute it, you can braise it, you can put it in a sandwich, you can put it in a taco, you can use it as croutons, you can bake it into a spam Wellington. And you, you talked a lot about the past. Jello is a food of the past um, from the from the 1800s, whereas Spam is the food of the future. We all know that the apocalypse is coming. The zombie apocalypse is coming. And when the <laughs> zombies are at your door, I want to have a bunker full of spam that I could eat any time, not a bunch of packets of Jello. Um, spam, <laughs> spam has a beat. I'm sorry. Did you guys bring in a cookbook author or a cookbook? Because I just heard recipes being listed. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, Kenji, I know you have more to say. Thirty seconds was not enough. <laughs> So let's hear why Spam deserves to be crowned the snack boom best. I love Spam. The iconic blue and yellow packaging, the salty flavor-packed meat. But you know what makes Spam such a standout? You can literally eat it anywhere. And it always makes the meal. Grill it up while you can. Chow it down during the apocalypse. Give me the Spam. Make it the centerpiece of a fancy meal. Oh, this Spam is delicious. Now, replace Spam with Jell-O, and what do you get? I'm still so hungry. I might have to eat some twigs. Ugh, watch my blood sugar crash as the world burns. I'm sorry, waiter. Excuse me. (laughs) This Jell-O is a little off-pudding. Jell-O? 
that's not going to fill you up, but Spam will. Each serving contains seven full grams of protein. And for all you naysayers out there... Spam is gross. Ew. Have you ever even tried it? Uh, no. Isn't it mystery meat? No, it's made from six simple ingredients. Pork with ham, which is just a way of saying pork shoulder and thigh meat. Salt, water, modified potato starch, sugar, and sodium nitrite. That last one is a common preservative in lots of foods. So yeah, no mystery there. Spam was invented in 1937 by Hormel Foods as a way to use pork shoulder, a lovely part of the pig that's hard to sell because it's tricky to cut off the bone. They put it in a can with some ham, and voila, Spam was born. During World War II, Hormel sold over 150 million pounds of Spam to the military. It was exactly what the troops needed. It was portable, protein-rich, cheap, and had an incredibly long shelf life. Soldiers even used the extra fat in Spam cans for things like waterproofing their boots and moisturizing their skin. Good grief, Jerry. What happened to your face? It's my ultra-moisturizing Spam mask. These military men ate Spam for up to three meals a day and introduced it to countries around the world. Today, Spam is an integral part of cuisine in Guam, the UK, the Philippines, and most notably, Hawaii, where seven million cans of Spam are sold every year. That's why I called my friend Mark Noguchi, a native Hawaiian and award-winning chef. I think Spam is more versatile than Jell-O. Jell-O is simply sugar water set with gelatin. You apply heat, it'll melt, and then it turns into Kool-Aid. I mean, I, like, come on. Mark speaks my language. Spam is versatile. You, know, you can dice it up crispy. You can go on top of nachos. It can be a musubi. You can just fry it and eat it with eggs and rice in the morning for breakfast. Put it this way. McDonald's has Spam on their menu in Hawaii for a reason. How does he jello on the menu at McDonald's? I'm just saying. Mark also just mentioned one of my favorite Spam dishes of all time, Spam musubi. It's a Japanese-Hawaiian dish that consists of a slice of marinated and grilled Spam sandwiched between or on top of a block of rice, all held together by a strip of nori, or seaweed paper. It's fantastic. When I make Spam musubis, you know, it's, it's, it's serious business. When, when you layer it between, you know, perfectly cooked rice, piece of nori around, good night. And finally, Spam is a cultural icon. Its rise to stardom started after World War II when Jay Hormel launched an ad campaign that involved a musical group called the Hormel Girls. They were 60 female war veterans who traveled the country singing songs about Spam. Music with the Hormel Girls. This was the start of decades of spammy jams. There's one meat that's more versatile than the rest. Spam! You don't say happy, say spam. These burgers are great! That's because they're made with Spam. Spam up for the taste. There are also Spam festivals like the Spam Jam in Hawaii. It is huge. Every single booth is serving a dish with Spam. There's even a Broadway musical with Spam in the title, Spam-a-Lot. The title was inspired by a sketch made by the legendary comedy troupe Monty Python, which features a band of Vikings who sing this marvelous song. Lovely spam, lovely spam, lovely spam, lovely spam, lovely spam. 
Spam is a star. It makes us laugh and makes our mouths water with delight. Spam moves people. Sing it with me, Oscar. Lovely Spam. Lovely Spam. Lovely Spam. Spam, 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 Spam. Nice singing, everyone. An eye-opening, stomach-filling declaration of greatness for Spam. Oscar, what stood out to you about Kenji's declaration of greatness? The musical abilities of the people behind Spam are absolutely brilliant. And I also (laughs) think that when I get home, I will be trying out a Spam face mask. (laughs) Very moisturizing, (laughs) I hear. All right, Tracy, you have 30 seconds for your rebuttal. And your time starts now. I'm just going to say you brought up what the can looks like, because if we talked about what it looks like, we might not be having this conversation. Also, you're talking about, uh, oh, it's good in the apocalypse. You know what else is good in the apocalypse? Like living underground and wearing a helmet all the time. But like that doesn't mean that I want to do those things. So I don't know, apocalypse food, not really selling it for me. You know what I want at the end of the world? I want sugar and water, which your expert just said. (laughs) There's both. Also, if it melts into Kool-Aid, isn't that just another point for me? I mean, Jello, <laughs> Kool-Aid when it melts. And time. Excellent points all around. Oscar, this is going to be a tough decision, but it's time to award your first two points. Remember, we're asking you to judge based on one simple thing. Which side made their side sound cooler? Did one of them entice you with a recipe or a fabulous fact? Make a decision, but don't tell us which side you're going for. Have you thought it through, Oscar, and awarded your points? I have. Excellent. Kenji, Tracy, how are you feeling about this bouncy battle so far? I'm feeling spamtastic. Jello only <laughs> knows confidence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's time for a quick break. Wiggle, jiggle, whatever you need to do. And we'll be right back with more Smash Boom Best. You're watching State of Debate, home to rage and rhetoric and awe-inspiring argumentation. Hi, Debate Heads. Todd Douglas here with my main squeeze and debate queen... Taylor Lincoln. We caught someone using a logical fallacy today. Which is a debate mistake that makes for a whoa-whoa-whoa-whoa-weak argument. It was a bandwagon fallacy, which is when you argue that something must be true because it's popular. But popular opinions are not always right. Even though Bob seems to think so. Listen to this. Lisa, I want to get a new fridge. What? Why? Our fridge is fine. But we could do so much better than fine. We need a chili chatter. It's a fridge that chats. It's the cha-cha-cha-cha chili chatter. It'll tell, tell, tell you when there's mold on your platter. (laughs) Seriously? I can use my nose and my eyeballs to figure out if our food is about to go bad. I don't need my fridge to tell me. But all our friends are getting them. Paul called me yesterday to tell me how amazing his is. And I know Chris, Stu, and Dele all have one. I want to get one. It's the only fridge worth having. It's the cha-cha-cha-cha-chili chatter. Whew, stinkaroo. Bob's logic is way off. 
Just because all of Bob's friends are getting the chili chatter doesn't mean it's the only fridge worth having. Next time you try to convince someone to get a new gadget or gizmo, be sure to avoid using the bandwagon fallacy. Because everyone says it's awesome is not a winner of an argument. All right, off to the fridge for some snacks. Woo! I'm coming too. We'll catch you next time, debate heads, on State, State of, of Debate. debate. Smash Boom Best. You're listening to Smash Boom Best. I'm your host, Molly Bloom. And I'm your judge, Oscar. One of my favorite things about this show is all the amazing debate ideas we get from listeners like you. Check out this awesome debate suggestion from Kiana. My debate idea is vowels versus consonants. We'll check back with Kiana at the end of his episode to see which side she thinks should win. And now it's back to our debate of the day, Jello versus Spam. That's right. And it's time for round two, the... Micro Round. For today's Micro Round, it's Alien Encounter. Tracy and Kenji pretend you're an alien who's been sent to Earth to collect data. It's your first time visiting this distant planet we call home, and your big discovery is your side's snack. It's your job to describe your fabulous findings to your fellow aliens. Tracy went first last time, so Kenji, you're up. Let's hear your alien encounter with Spam. Ahoy, my fellow Razzles! It is I, Frudini the Food Finder, reporting back from planet Earth with a culinary discovery that will blow all of your little hats off. Is that slobbering I hear? Well, prepare to slobber some more as I present this marvel of human culinary invention, Spam! It comes in this colorful tin, which looks like a battery, and we love our batteries. Without batteries, our entire society would crumble. Yay, batteries! But it's not a battery. When I pull this ring, the top peels back like the skin on a slork finger. Just listen. And inside is a substance sublime. It is flavorful, like the seas on planet Gizzard. It is soft and slightly gelatinous, like the fleshy insides of a peasel fruit. It is pink, like the sunsets on planet Snee. I can dump it out of its metal box, and it retains a perfect rectangular shape. It still looks like a battery, only soft and munchable. A munchable battery? No way. Get out of this galaxy. You've got to be kidding me. I found this source of spam hidden in a small, flat place called Austin, Minnesota. I snuck into the spam factory at night and took all of the spams I could carry. Spam! 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 We shall have the feast of the century. A fabulous spammy jamboree where we'll throw our little hats in the air and all guzzle spam. I love batteries, but I love spam more. I think spam is my jam. Confirmed. Rudini the food finder. Oh, it's such a good description. (laughs) It's battery-like nature is very important to that species. All right, Tracy, let's see what extraterrestrials think of Mellow Jello. Space Command, Space Command, this is me coming to you from Earth. 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 um, This is me coming to you from Earth. And I am 
looking right at a big, beautiful red glob. It appears to be some sort of um, shiny, shiny gemstone, perhaps, but I'm looking at it is huge, Space Command, and uh, I'm just gonna get a little bit closer here. Oh, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> Space Command, uh, it, it, uh, the glob moved. It, oh, wowzers, okay. Uh, the glob appears to move anytime I get a little bit closer. <gasps> it knows I'm here. It seems to be sensing my vibrations. Whoa. Look at that glob jiggle. Uh, Space Command, my, my research tells me that Earthlings eat these globs. But, uh, I'm not sure if you're supposed to eat it when it's still moving. Uh, I'm just gonna take an earth implement I picked up here. A spoon. 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 Gonna take my spoon and just dig in here. Oh, okay, it's really jiggly now and there's there's some slight resistance. Uh, okay, okay, it's on my spoon and it's moving. I'm, okay, I'm gonna go for it. I'm both chewing and slurping at the same time time. Space Command. Space Command, this is a sugar rush. I repeat, this is a sugar rush. I I like this. I would eat a lot of this. I I would put my face in this and go... I'm going to put the jello back on the ship with my other favorite things from Earth. A loofah and a giraffe. You will like these, I'm sure. I will bring them back for you. Over and out, Space Command. Come with me, jello jello. Come with me. Oh, oh. Oh no, you have splatted on the floor. Jello? Are you okay? <laughs> oh, that alien found so many good things on their trip to Earth. Okay, Oscar, what stood out to you in these micro rounds? I'm not gonna lie, I am a little scared that Jello may have gained consciousness somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's alive! <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure if that counts for or against Jello. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, these were both really delightfully funny and creative. It's a tough decision, Oscar. Have you decided? I have decided. Awesome. Then it's time for our third round, the super stealthy <laughs> sneak attack. And your sneak attack today is superhero. We want you to describe your side's superhero. What do they look like? What are their superpowers? Maybe you want to tell us about their nemesis, their costume. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah, on it. We will give you a few minutes to brainstorm. And while you work, let's listen to some soothing hold music. Spam, it's ham in a can. Forever fresh, a famous brand. Pink and salty, squishy, I'm a fan. Hello, Jello, you're my sweet. Come, let's jiggle down the street. Mellow Jello, what a silly treat. Okay, Tracy, you're up. Tell us about Team Jello's superpowers. All right, so my Team Jello's superhero is named The Jiggler. Part of a super group <laughs> comes in many flavors. Lemon, raspberry, I won't go on. Superpowers include uh, sneaking under doors, down drains, pretty much, you know, getting into hard-to-reach places. Also, 
weapons go right through the jiggler that just reforms around any hole, and it can trap its enemies inside of its jiggly wiggly self, which is like the tastiest super prison that has ever existed. <laughs> uh, my big enemy might be the spaminator, which looks a little like something a pig sneezed out, but that's okay. Uh, one time the spaminator took a super ray, melted the jiggler, and you know what? Melted into sugar and water, which just refilled the oceans. And isn't that great? <laughs> That's the jiggler. <laughs> nice to meet you, jiggler. All right, Kenji, introduce us to your stunningly spammy superhero. <laughs> well, my my superhero is Captain Spamtastic and his sidekick, Hambone. Mm-hmm. His special abilities include the power to survive literally anything completely unscathed in his hermetically sealed supersuit. Um, he never ages. He's always delicious, and his tin armor is a brilliant shade of blue and gold. Aww. Anytime that a meal needs a star, he'll be there. Whenever sodium levels are critically low, he's the one to call. Uh, <laughs> if a face ever needs moisturizing, Captain Spamtastic is on the job. So if you're in a jam, send Captain Spam. <laughs> Wonderful. I would see both of these superhero movies, definitely. All right, Oscar, think about which description wowed you. Which superhero would you want on your side? Which made you laugh? Who had a better outfit? Give that team your point. But again, don't tell us who you're voting for. I would pay good money to see this fight. (laughs) (laughs) Have you awarded your point? Yes, I have awarded my point. Wonderful. And it's time for our last round. The final six. Kenji, mm-hmm. you're up. You've got just six words to make a final impression on Oscar. <laughs> Let's hear him. Well, I think it's hard to improve on, on Monty Python's six words about spam, which are spam, 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 and spam. <laughs> Speaks for itself. All right, Tracy, your turn. Let's hear your last six jello-tastic words. Super delicious, scientific marvel, scram spam. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, this is a tough debate today. We have taken a mouth-watering journey. Both teams have put up a flavorful fight, but it's time to award that final point and crown one of these unique treats, the Smash Boom Best. Oscar, Have you awarded your final point? The final point has been awarded. Excellent. Then tally up the points. Drum roll, please. The winner is... Spam! Woohoo! Jello! (laughs) Terribly sorry, Jello. Whatever. My tears will just make Spam saltier. (laughs) (laughs) Impossible. Nothing is saltier than Spam. It came down to three to two. It was a close one. Walk us through a little bit of your decision-making process. Well, you know, I I came into this debate very open-minded, and I feel that my eyes have sort of been open to the world of spam in a way that I did not expect coming in here. I feel like I feel like a new person. I feel renewed, and I owe that to spam. And when the apocalypse comes, spam will be on my shelf. So. <laughs> And I will be well moisturized. (laughs) (laughs) 
I thought it was all genius and I couldn't stop laughing while you were while you were doing your alien bit. <laughs> That's it for today's debate battle. Oscar crowned Spam the Smash Boom best, but what about you? Head to smashboom.org and vote to tell us who you think should win. Smash Boom Best is brought to you by Brains On and American Public Media. It's produced by Rosie DuPont, Sandin Totten, Ruby Guthrie, and Molly Bloom. We had engineering help from Veronica Rodriguez. And we had production help from Christina Lopez, Mark Sanchez, and Manica Wilhelm. Our executive producer is Beth Perlman, and the executives in charge of APM Studios are Lily Kim, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Rosie DuPont is the voice of our whole music, and our announcer is Marley Feuerwerker Otto. We want to give a special thanks to Austin Cross, Taylor Kaufman, Trisha Bobita, Dan Latou, Kunsong Dorji, John Sklaroff, George Waska, Peter Eklund, Alex Simpson, and Lulu. Kenji, is there anyone you want to thank today? Oh, I want to thank my family who had to eat um, Spam fried rice for lunch today (laughs) in in preparation for this debate. (laughs) And how about you, Tracy? Any shout outs? I just want to thank Jell-O, which just never stops giving. Jell-O is a beautiful thing. Oscar, do you want to give any special thanks today? Uh, I want to thank the Academy. I want to thank... (laughs) The Oscar Academy? I want to thank everyone who was involved in this. This was super fun. It's an honor to be here. Awesome. And before we go, let's hear who Kiana thinks should win in her vowels versus consonants debate. I think vowels would win because you cannot make a word without a vowel. Good point, Kiana. Do you have an idea for a knockdown drag out debate? Head to smashboom.org and tell us about it. We'll be back with a new debate battle next week. See ya. Catch you later. fabulous host. I can say that now. It won't seem like I'm trying to sway the competition. (laughs) (laughs) It's too late for that.